Time marches on and leaves behind those who are not equipped for tomorrow. We cannot predict what will happen in the future, but we at Regent University aim to prepare you for it. With world-class professors and over 150 programs, the opportunities to find success in your field are many. So don't let tomorrow pass you by. The journey to your brightest future begins here. Visit regent.edu slash learn more. the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church, where we minister in the spirit of excellence under the leadership of our anointed senior pastor, Buca Sterling III. Please stay tuned at the end of this broadcast for information on how to obtain a copy of today's message in its entirety. And now, Pastor Sterling. Amen. And so we begin our reading there at Matthew chapter 9, verse Number 10. The word of the Lord reads as follows. Now it happened as Jesus sat at the table in the house that behold, many tax collectors and sinners came and sat down with him and his disciples. And when the Pharisees saw it, they said to his disciples, why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? And when Jesus heard that, he said to them, those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. But go and learn this, uh, what this means. I desire mercy and not sacrifice, for I did not come to call the righteous but sinners to repentance. And then the disciples of John came and, uh, to him saying, why do we and the Pharisees fast often, but uh, your disciples do not fast? And Jesus said to them, can the friends of the bridegroom mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them? But the days will come when the bridegroom will be taken away from them and they will fast. No one puts a piece of unshrunk cloth on an old garment for the patch pulls away from the garment and the tear is made worse. Nor do they put new wine into old wine skins or else the wine skins break the wine is spilled and the wineskin is ruined. But they put new wine into new wine skins and both are preserved. Would you pray with me this morning? Father in heaven, we honor you. We bless you. Thank you for the privilege we have to declare your word on this morning. Lord, I'm praying that in the midst of this preaching opportunity that you would speak a word from heaven. That would cause someone who's lost to come and ask, what must I do to be saved? I'm praying, eternal God, that someone who's drifted in their fellowship, they, they're born again. They know you, God, but they haven't been drawing close to you. They've walked away, perhaps, from you. Lord, I pray that this word would cause them to be drawn back into your presence. Restore the fellowship that they once had. God, let your word accomplish what you set it out to do. Lord, I pray that in the midst of our preaching opportunity that this body is edified and more importantly and above everything else, that your name is glorified. Father, we bless you and we thank you in advance because we know you have a plan. We just want to be found in the center of it. And Lord, even as I stand this morning, I need you to use me, Lord, in a way that honors you. I need your strength. I need your wisdom. I need your grace and your insights. 
I need to have clarity of speech and clarity of thought. And so, Spirit of the Lord, have your way. And we'll give you all the glory and all the honor and all the praise. For it is in Jesus' name that I pray with thanksgiving and expectation. And the people of God said together, amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. In Isaiah, the Old Testament prophet, chapter 43, verse 8. God speaks to Israel while they're in Babylonian captivity. And he warns them that their present situation was not a permanent one. Though they were in bondage at the moment, he sends word to them that this is not your eternal position or disposition. In fact, uh, he says to them that what I'm getting ready to do, you're going to experience an exodus from Babylon, uh, and it'll be different from the exodus that your foreparents experienced from Egypt. But nonetheless, what I'm going to do is I'm going to accomplish in you and through you and for you something that uh, you haven't seen before. He tells them, in in fact, to forget the things of old, forget what you used to know, what you what you think and how you think it ought to happen. He says, forget about that. And I'm getting ready to do a new thing in you. I'm going to do the impossible. I'm going to create roads in the middle of the wilderness. So that you can track your way from Babylon all the way back to your homeland. And you don't have to worry about how uh, you're going to get there or or whether you're going to die in the desert. Because what I'm going to do, I'm going to make rivers flow in the middle of the desert. I'm going to do something that no one else has ever seen. I'm going to do a new thing in you. And that passage is one that has been embraced over the years and saluted and celebrated without fully comprehending what God was saying. In our passage on this morning, the Messiah is uh, on the earth. He's in the midst of his people whom he came to bring deliverance to. He's here with his disciples, with John's disciples, and with the Pharisees and the scribes, and they're uh, communing, if you will, and while he's there in the midst with them, uh, the Messiah, in essence, says, once again, I'm getting ready to do something in the midst of you that you haven't seen before. And if I can repeat even from the reflections that he shares with Isaiah, I want you to forget about what you once knew. Because I'm getting ready to do a new thing in your midst. Literally, what Jesus was articulating to them in this passage is, I'm getting ready to move you from the dispensation of the law to a dispensation of grace. I'm getting ready to do a new thing. And and so while they're witnessing and while they're watching him, they there's this whole uh, series of events that's going to take place that I've read for you in the text. And I'm going to walk you through that in just a moment. 
But I want to take a moment, I want to, I want to talk to you on our time together this morning from the subject matter, new wine, new skins, a new thing. Now, because I know people, I've been in the people business for a little while, people don't like change. And when change comes when things are done differently. In fact, if I had said today, we're going to do communion at the end of the service. I know people. They would have been like, oh, Pastor, forgot, they forgot to do the communion. What, what's going on? It, don't they know communion is supposed to be? It's got to be at this time and it's got to be on this. Side. No, that ain't, it's not even in the Bible. It says as often as you do it, just do it in remembrance of me. But we don't like change. But when things do change, questions rise up. And so in this text, there are questions about the change. It's the first, first movement, if you will. There are two questions that rise up out of this change behavior. Jesus' behavior uh, draws out questions from the Pharisees and questions from even the disciples of John. It's in your text. The Pharisees say, uh, why is Jesus eating with the IRS and sinners? <laughs> Tax collectors. That's the internal revenue service of Jerusalem. Because in our religious tradition, rabbis should not hang out with unsavory people and the the tax collectors were hated amongst the people because they cheated people of their money unlike today now the people cheat the IRS of their money <laughs> and the context of these other people that Jesus is eating with it's not just sinners that he's eating with. These are the worst of the worst kind of people that he's eating with. And so Jesus is breaking protocol of the rabbi and of the religious leader by having dinner and sitting down fellowshipping with these people. So they've got questions. Why is Jesus eating with these people? What's going on? And then John's disciples have a question because Jesus is not fasting and Jesus' disciples are not being told to fast like they do. Because it is their religious practice that we've got to fast for a certain number of days and for a certain time. And it's, it's the way that it has to be. And so they want to know why is Jesus not doing that? And they, want, they, they got all these questions and, and so they, they're asking um, these questions just like we would ask questions and what I want you to notice about the text is the one who's changing the protocols is Jesus pay attention to that because in your life and in my life when God is getting ready to do a new thing he's going to start changing things the first thing we're going to do is we're going to have questions about the change how come that song don't move me like it used to that used to be my favorite song, and now I put it on, and it doesn't work. Lord, what's wrong? 
Lord, how come you're waking me up an hour earlier today? Why, why are we getting up earlier, Lord? You know, we, me and you, God, we got this thing and we always get up at the same time and I spend my hour or my, my half an hour in devotion and then I, I pray and, and we have our time together. God, why are you messing that up? Why, 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 how come, how come we don't do communion like we used to do communion? Somebody asked me this yesterday. Are we going to start bringing that table back out and just doing all the things like we used to do? And I said, thank God for COVID. (laughs) Because COVID taught us we could do things a different way and still accomplish the end goal. I know some of you sitting back there saying, yeah, yeah, when are we going to start doing it? (laughs) Are we going back to that? God begins to change things. And he changes things in our life and he changes things in our patterns and he changes things around us because if he's going to do something new, he can't do it the same way. Are y'all, y'all here with me? And so it's okay to ask questions. I know some people say you should never ask questions of God. Yes, you should. You can ask God questions. It's okay. It's okay to not understand what God is doing and saying, God, what are you doing? That's a good thing. Now, I will tell you, God will not always give you an immediate answer. His answers don't always come immediately. Sometimes God will do things and you don't know why he's doing what he's doing. But later on down the road, you'll look back and see that's why you did what you did. But it's okay to ask some questions. And so the questions will rise up when the changes begin to happen. So in this text, Jesus is changing protocols. He's doing things differently. He's doing things that people don't like because it's outside of their religion. It's outside of their order. It's, I mean, the pastor, you're not wearing a robe and why don't you have on a tie and, and, and aren't we supposed to wear suits to church and, and why can't we wear dress shoes and, and, and some folk coming in here with tennis shoes on. It's okay. Can I just talk for real, for real? I've learned something about dressed up people on Sunday morning. Help me, Jesus. Just because you dress up on the outside doesn't mean you're holy on the inside. And sometimes it might be the dude in flip-flops and tennis shoes or or tennis shoes that that might be the one that's living a more holy life than the one that has a three-piece suit on. Or maybe the girl or the the woman who has her, her fingernails matching her toenails matching her earrings. But when God starts changing things, we've got questions. In fact, some people are so religious and so righteous in their religion that they hold other people hostage to the old way things are being done. And God's trying to do something new so you can get closer to him. I'd rather have two, three, four hundred people that, that love Jesus and are sold out to him than to have 10,000 folk that just interested in dressing right. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? So the questions come. The good news in the text is that the answers also come. 
Jesus gives answers to the questions. The answers about the changes are given. And beginning in verse 12, uh, he answers the first question. He says in verse 12, because he heard what the Pharisees question was, why are you eating with tax collectors and sinners? And Jesus says, because those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. What is Jesus saying? He's saying, you guys think y'all got it all together. Y'all dressed up. Y'all got on the right suit. Y'all got on the right clothes. Y'all got on the right, y'all doing all the right religious things. You know how to speak the right religious jargon. And you, you think because you're keeping these laws that you made up that you really aren't keeping, you're pretending like you're keeping only for the hour or so on the Sunday morning. I'm preaching way better than they saying amen. You think you got it all together. I didn't come for you because you think you got it all together. You can have your own righteousness. I came for the sick people. I came for the people who are broken and know they're broken. I came for the people whose, whose wine has run out and they realize that the old wine is not sufficient for their new circumstance. I came to bring some new wine. I came to, to deal with the broken hearted. I came to, to fix the problem that nobody else could fix. I came to bring redemption to a dead people. I came to, to bring you from, from the law to grace because the law can't save you anyhow. I've come to do something in the lives of those who really need it. Not those people who think they are, are well. He says, go and learn this thing. I desire mercy and not sacrifice. You pride yourselves, Pharisees, on all the sacrifices. These blood offerings, and I don't want your blood offerings. I am the offering for sin. You, you pride yourself because you, you pay your tithe, and, and you do the, your sacraments, and you do your little ordinances, and you do your little phylacteries, and you, you're, you're doing all this religious stuff, and you think because you're doing religious stuff, and because you stand upright in the holy places on the holy day, and pray the long sanctimonial, sanctified prayers, that somehow you've got it all together. I didn't come for you. Because even if I offered you a new and a living way, you would say, I don't really need that. I got this. I'm good. But I'm coming to do a new thing, to pour new wine into new skins, and I'm going to do a new thing. So then he answers the question of John's disciples. Now, as I was going through this, I was thinking to myself, I get it. Jesus probably would be a little bit, uh, a little upset, maybe, I don't know, a little, little agitated with the Pharisees because, you know, they, were, they didn't agree with nothing anyway. They had their own thing going on. They had created 613 additional laws that they weren't even keeping and trying to hold everybody else hostage to them. You know, it's kind of like church life where we got all these rules in church that we make up that we don't keep. <laughs> it was like that, you know. Um, yeah, you got to dress certain things. You can't do this. No drinking. You don't drink on Sunday, but you drink on Tuesday. <laughs> but look, but when the disciples of John the Baptist ask a question, we kind of take that with a different flavor. We kind of take that with maybe they're not trying to be accusatory. They're just, they just have a question. 
They, they want to know why. Because for everything they know, and John's gospel was a, was a gospel unto repentance. Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. That was John the Baptist's message. And so they, they're following John the Baptist. They, they're indoctrinated to John the Baptist's message. And in the process of their, their walk with John the Baptist, they've learned that they're to fast and to pray. And they're, and they're doing that. And they're, so they want to know, here's Jesus who's come on the scene. And now he's gathering a crowd of disciples and followers. And they want to know, well, why aren't Jesus' disciples doing this religious thing that we've been taught to do? It's a legitimate question. And so he answers them. And I love his answer. Uh, It's in verse 15. He says, can the friends of the bridegroom mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them? But the days are coming that they will also, bridegroom is going to be taken away and and they will fast then. Jesus' answer in essence is this. I'm here with them. I'm the bridegroom. They're my bride. They're my church. I'm the bridegroom, and so there's no need for them to fast because I'm here. Fasting was an indication of mourning. Uh, And so there's no need to mourn when the groom is here. In fact, since the groom is here, it's time to celebrate. It's time to rejoice. It's time to be glad because the groom is here. Because, watch this, since the groom is here with new wine, let's celebrate instead of mourning. And so he gives them that response. It's, it's okay that they're not fasting. In fact, the day will come when, they, when I'm taken away, they will fast again. They will mourn for me when I'm gone. But right now I'm here. It's kind of a secret way of him saying to them that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Because I am the kingdom of heaven. And I'm here. And since I'm here, there's no need to mourn. But in fact... Since I'm here, watch this, and I came with purpose, and my purpose is to move you from law to grace, you should rejoice now and enjoy my presence instead of mourning and instead of fasting. But the time is coming. So why are you changing things around me? God is pouring out new wine. Watch this. New opportunities. In the text, he's pouring out a new dispensation in your life, in my life. He's pouring out new opportunities, new potentials for us. And while he's pouring out new wine, instead of us grieving the change, we should be rejoicing that God is changing things. Lord, help me, Jesus. But listen, but what I need each of us to do while he's pouring out new wine, while he's pulling, pouring out new change, instead of you resisting the change, give him not the old wine skin. Give him some new wine skin to pour the wine into. So, so a lot of times we want to, we want to add on to our old scenario, the new thing that God is doing. And God says, no, I'm not trying to add on. I'm trying to change it all together. Some change is just irritating. Some of it is painful. Some of it is crushing. But, but none of it is destroying. Are y'all hearing me? God's not trying to destroy you. He's trying to build you. 
And he needs new wine skin to pour his new wine into. He needs not resistant people, but welcoming people who are willing to say, yes, that's what I used to do, but I'm willing to do something new. Praise the Lord. You have been listening to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church under the leadership of Senior Pastor Bukas Sterling III, where we minister in the spirit of excellence. We pray that you have been richly blessed by today's message. Financial contributions and support of this ministry are welcome. We thank you in advance for uniting with us in kingdom building. To hear this message again on the web, please visit our website at KetteringMinistries.org. We hope that you have enjoyed our journey together. And we invite you to join us in person for one of our spirit-filled worship services, Sundays at 10 a.m. at the Legacy Center, located at 6909 Crane Highway, Upper Marlboro, Maryland, or virtually via our website, Facebook, and YouTube. For additional information, go to our website at KetteringMinistries.org or contact our church office at 301-627-9500. Please join us again as Senior Pastor Bukas Sterling III and the Kettering Baptist Church family minister in the spirit of excellence. Cable news, noisy, touring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525.